All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Al and Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hello, guys. It's that time again. <laughs> Welcome to You Suck with me, Alex Whiteley. And me, Boba Fett. I'm Tom Bruno. That's my name. I, I knew it was something. Me, the, the, the book of the Mandalorian. Uh, we're going to get straight into this <laughs> because we have our great guest, uh, Jared Becker, uh, coming in in a second. Uh, but yep. uh, 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 Tom, you uh, <laughs> rang me up a couple of hours before the show. I was like, have you watched the final yet? He's like, no. I was like, right, go and watch the finale now. I was like, okay, I'll go and watch it. <laughs> He's literally yeah, yeah. just watched it now. <laughs> I was holding off because I don't like it when series end. When series that I like, like a lot and i'm like fuck why 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 do they have to end? what is why like, what is end? up what is down <laughs> <laughs> fucking it, it was pretty fantastic and i'm glad that you were like go watch it i was like all right see how easy I, it was see how easy it was if it's something i'm excited for you're like go watch i'm like okay i'll do that whatever you say alex i i was kind of so i thought i thought the first half of the episode of the final by the way spoilers by the way spoilers um, Spoilers. I mean, we will be speaking to Jared Becker in a bit, but uh, you can fast forward it by all means. But um, join us in this geeky chat. But I feel like the first half of that episode was really stupid. Really just... What? No, it's stupid. Like, they're just going to stand <laughs> in the middle of the street when they've got perfectly good cover behind them and just shoot up at the fucking buildings and stuff. Like Anybody that's played any sort of video games knows you need to go and find cover. You need to just go and find a wall or something to hide behind. And that's, well, that's the way... how fucking cool they are, man. They don't need cover. They don't need that shit. They just fucking... <laughs> I thought that was fucking dope. That what was did so you think dope. of um, Cad Bane? That was, was cool. It? I... But see, I, I anything that makes me more interested in the history of whatever I'm watching, that's always a good sign that it really intrigued me. So now I know he was in the Clone Wars. I know he was a big part of that at some point. But now I want to know what he did with Boba Fett because apparently like he has a lot of history with him. Did they cover that in Clone Wars? Yes. So what happened was um, Boba Fett tried to be... Um, become a stormtrooper he kind of went for the train and stuff but it's kind of like ah oh, fuck rules and all that sort of shit like there's a lot more to it by the way i'm just kind of breezing over it and he's like yo these are uh, these mercenaries here they look quite cool i'm gonna hang around with them for a bit so he disappears off with uh, cad bane and his crew and cad bane actually taught um boba fett about what a lot of what he knows so with all that bit at the end where he's kind of like you ain't a boy no more, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, this has been my final lesson, all that sort of stuff. That's genuine, like, fucking, like, I am the master, you are the, you know. Um, oh, so, so cool. It's it's so Western. And I think that's what I love the most about it is because, like, you watch Star Wars. You you can't relate with Star Wars, right? Like, I mean, it, it's um, in the past, in the future, whatever they want to be. And it's, it's in the galaxy, in a different planet, different everything, aliens, the whole nine. But when you bring the old West into it, it doesn't even matter if you're... um. It doesn't even matter if you're a fucking uh, uh what's we called a uh, you know a UK person or whatever it might be it it it, it plays out well. I I like that. I like that it's like it's one on one it's you me versus you it's the master versus the apprentice almost. But I mean I don't even think it's that. I think I think when it can when it comes to bounty hunters in Star Wars whether it be from the movies whether it be from Clone Wars or you know anything else the the, the comic books or the, 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 the um I feel like there's 
you get to a certain level and you make a certain name for yourself um and then that's it is you are you are like at the top tier i guess it all goes in tiers um and i feel like with boba fett um we we, we kind of got that with uh, when he faced off against, against cad bane um my god i'm so sorry about that yeah fucking yeah so yeah, yeah was... first one of the most important points i need to bring up by the way which we can't skim over is luke skywalker is a fucking dick like <laughs> what dick. a bellend he's, he's like you know what you chose a chair mail off you go to the other side of the, the guy don't worry r2's got you off you fuck like <laughs> he didn't even what? transport him personally what a cunt like honestly it's like you know you could have just rolled up with him and rode with him but he's like i guess r2 is a good enough babysitter it's fine it's fine not a big deal uh, there's lots of controversy about uh, Luke and his actions. Uh, people saying that uh, only Sith steal in absolutes, so you choose one or the other. Um, and there's also a lot of controversy about Cad Bane, how he looks terrible. Um, uh, and I was like, I can't get how over are some people of this hating stuff. on this right now? Did they not know. watch the same thing I saw? Because I saw I something thought, excellent. I thought Cad Bane looked brilliant. A lot of what happened yes. in Clone Wars doesn't look like it looks in real life because it's a fucking cartoon like you can't make it look accurate how dare you not make that real human being look as good as the animated show you fucks I- it's nuts right uh but i thought he looked really good i it's good that they use the same voice actor i would like to see more from cad bane spoilers again obviously you know, he's, it's a shame he's dead but i don't know no he's really dead until you see them no, no, burning on the fucking star wars dude fucking shona's like um she's like oh no the you know uh black uh kazatan's gonna die i'm like no he's not like you don't yeah. kill Wookiees in fucking Star Wars unless it's like I a thought he was dead. Unless... You thought he was I thought, dead? I thought he was dead until he came like around the corner dragging all the people. Yeah. Like fuck you! Yeah, it oh, was a terrible God. plan. It was a terrible, terrible plan. Like, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all of our all of our people that support us. And we're going to spread them out as thin as you possibly what? can across the city. It was a terrible plan. Like well, but when that guy was like. Plan, oh, until hmm? like, and it was a great plan until everyone backstabbed him. It was a great plan. Until they backstabbed him. Once they backstabbed him, and came poor. I feel like I feel like Boba Fett had a great plan by going to the palace and fighting off there because they would have just gone there, wouldn't they? They just gone there and fought, fought them. And that guy was like, "No, nah, man, we got to do it in the streets. You know this killing zone that we're in right now. We're gonna do it here. We're gonna do it here. And we're all gonna die. Right here, right here. Uh, and the it was the worst husk of a bar. <laughs> so that that was is the whole plan was terrible. And I, the whole time I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Standing there, move." <laughs> I so. love that scene when he was like, I could be your emissary and go negotiate a fucking truce. I was like, and he's like, yeah, let's do that. I was like, what the fuck is he doing right now? Because he's not making a truce. I thought for sure they were trying to get him to get killed. And all yeah. of a sudden they fucking jet back out. I'm fucking, pew, pew, pew. Fucking, oh, it's so good. That entire show was great. I don't understand people who in uh, their right I've got, mind. I've got a tweet here. It says, the good, the rancor. People like the Rancor scene. Fennec, people like Fennec Shand. I thought she was great too. That scene where she just murks off all the fucking pikes yeah. at the end. Bow, 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 fuck you. The way she hangs the guy from the ceiling. I was like, wow. Uh, Bobo Mando duo fight scene. That was pretty badass when he can fly out with the, the, the jetpacks. Yeah. Like, bow, 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 bow. Again, though, stupid because uh, we just lost time for a sec. Uh, again, stupid because they went flying uh, and then they just landed right in the middle of the killing zone. They didn't go for for cover or anything. And you expect like a well-trained bounty hunters to be like, oh, well, even though we've got this armor, we're probably going to uh, you know, protect ourselves. Um, uh, oh, the good obviously was Grogu, but I think Tom wants to elaborate a bit more on Grogu. The bad, apparently the direction was really bad. Um, act- acting, yes. The girl, the girl mod, 
Um, I thought her acting was pretty weak um, throughout this episode. Um, there's a lot of posing as well. Weird posing, like, so like the camera poses, there. there's a little glint behind them. And a, pew, 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 pew. a lot of them got scenes. They're almost like they were filmed for a poster. Uh, and the, so these are like, in Cad Bane, the Cad Bane death, people really don't like that they killed him. I kind of get that, but I don't think he was bad. I think, um, and the ugly, <laughs> I like this tweet, this tweet. Uh, the fucking credit scene, bro. What was wrong with the credit scene? Like, um, uh, I've, I'm, I was really happy that the Marshal has survived. I don't know what's happened to Tom. Um, <laughs> but my thoughts on this uh, on this episode were: it started off really weak. It really annoyed me. But then the ra- the rancor started smashing things up, and there's the, the battle with the, which why do we again was really stupid tactically because like standing in front of it like pew, 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 pew. Uh, these guys are bounty hunters meant to know what to do. Um, Tom's having uh, a great. Well, um, my problem is my I just really figured out my laptop and like my entire profile is synced up to my work computer. So when somebody just tried doing something at the actual computer at work, it just fucking just jazzed me right out of this fucking thing. I was going to say, can people see us right now at work in Tom's work? Hey, how's it going, guys? Get back to work. Stop watching this shit. I don't think they can, but I mean, I I don't even want to think about that. Honestly, I really, really don't. It's 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 a me a mess right this like I gotta unsync that shit at my at my work as soon as I can because that was just obnoxious. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, what just happened? I don't know. I'm sorry about that. Fucking you. Uh, I was just uh, carrying on carrying on going on and on and on and on about stuff. You. But you were saying you wanted to see more from Grogu, right? You wanted to see. You thought he was going to yeah, be nuts. Well, I, I thought he was going to do more. Well, not even just nuts. I just figured that, like, you know, that was going to be the answer to everyone's problem. Was going to be Grogu. It was going to be like, oh, fucking Grogu has been hiding in the background. He shows up at the last minute. Fucking, he's just going to start picking up fucking robots and smashing them together. It, it's funny because it made me forget about the Rancor completely. Like when Boba Fett goes and he takes right off, I'm like, I didn't even think about the Rancor. I was like, huh, wonder where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> it it worked scene. well. It worked it well. It, it worked really well. But if they did that at the palace, then not, not the, uh, this is what I, I really want to make a meme where it's like, can, uh, Boba Fett's like, oh my God, spice trade will destroy the city. And then he goes and destroys the city. <laughs> Do you know, with a Rancor. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And then everyone's um, like, just, like the Rancor just saved everybody. Everyone's just like, start shooting it. It's like, what you just saw it <laughs> save you but the Grogu stuff i felt was really good in a way because like the first scene we see him doing his thing is he pulls a nut uh, like a bolt out of one of the uh the spider um dro- 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 droids that we see um so he doesn't like crush it in a menacing way he just takes out a little tiny piece that he wants to play with and then the uh the rancor yeah. scene like i feel like you know when you see like you talk about Siths and you talk about Jedis and this absolute thing. He chose the chainmail over the lightsaber. Yeah. He could have probably killed that Rancor. He probably could have. You, you saw what he did probably to the, uh, the the mud fucking horn shit. That, um, that, <laughs> I think that's actually called a mud horn, isn't it? What they <laughs> um, sure. He could have killed him. Could have killed it, mm. but he didn't. He put it to sleep gently. And that goes to show that even though he chose the chainmail over the lightsaber, there's good in him. It's okay. He's not going to go murking off every motherfucker he sees. Where do you think they were going? Like they were? Do you think he was flying them back to Luke, or do you think they were like? I mean, they, I mean, okay. First of all, I should have seen it coming because like they didn't have a robot spot, but they had a bubble where a secondary person could sit. I should have been like, oh, that's going to be for Grogu, but I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, it's just bubble, whatever, you know, extra storage <laughs> space. 
I did when I saw no, there was a part of me that thought, yeah, that little bubble thing's going to be for Grogu. When they were making that, I was thinking, all oh, right, okay, we're going to see some more more Grogu very soon. Um, and that's kind of like when Luke was saying, do you want to choose one or the other? I was thinking, he's not going to be able to use the bubble thing if he doesn't choose the chainmail. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the bubble, know? Grogu, the bubble. <laughs> I'd have fucking murked off Luke Skywalker taking the the, the, the lightsaber and the, the chainmail, by the way. I'm like, fuck yeah. you, I'm on both. Yeah, yeah, fuck, I get them both. I'm Grogu. I'm like the favorite character in this fucking chair now. So, but I feel like there are genuine reasons why this episode isn't as good as the rest. I think there are genuine reasons. Like I said, there are there are holes, there are problems with the tactical decisions by these well-known bounty hunters. Um, uh, you know, even with the, the the bounty hunters flying out and shooting, they just land right in the middle of the killing zone. You know, these are meant to be well-known. <laughs> they're meant to know what they're doing. There are issues with it, but I feel like as soon as you get up to the, the point with the Rancor and the droids and they're, they're fighting together, I feel like that's when it sort of kicks in and becomes actually something quite incredible. That last scene with, uh, with, with Cad Bane and... and and Boba Fett, I thought was really, really good. I liked that. Yeah, it was. Good. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought, I thought the whole like, thing. And like, what were people like? Uh, people uh, they complained about. They've complained about everything. Even the Mandalorian with the Luke Skywalker fucking hallway scene. People complain. Oh my god, his face doesn't look completely perfect. How the fuck dare you? Like, like I need to. I need to stop this from happening <laughs> because it's really killing me, man. I, I just don't care what other people think anymore. Like, don't wrong. Like, you know, obviously, like, certain people, I really value their opinion. But, like, the fact is, like, nothing is ever going to please anybody. And I enjoyed the fuck out of that season, that, that whole series. The, since day one, I've been sitting there going, yes, this is great. I love everything mm. they're fucking doing. It's very entertaining. Like, they're hitting all the right spots. Nostalgia-wise, we're seeing the extent of Star Wars universe. They're bringing back old characters, new characters, everything you want to see. And yet, some people are still like, meh. Meh, it's not good. Meh. I put, I put on, on a post, I, I can't remember what it was, I think it was a geeky page that I followed, that um, Star Wars, for, for the most part, by the way, not everybody, but for the most part, Star Wars fans are over-entitled fucking crybabies. Yeah. Like, they need to, they need, that needs to stop. There's an over Okay, of course you can be critical of things, but don't be abusive and start sending death threats or picking on people that actually say they like this out in the open. Like, the fuck? Like, oh, this I'll is all day. I'll fight these people in real life. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan, dude. Like, like, you know, don't wrong. There's a lot of shit talk online, dude, but like, I will fight you if you say Imagine nah, that court scene. Um, so, Tom, why did you insult the assailant? Uh, well, because um, he said that uh, the Luke Skywalker scene in, in the Mandalorian was terrible i am throwing this case out you're free to walk tom bruno you sir are a dick <laughs> yeah. well don't get me wrong and i'm not saying like if somebody was walking the street, be like hey i heard your show and i think you're completely off base i wouldn't be like oh yeah well no i punched thee i would be like you know fucking if someone's like you're a real fucking piece of shit tom i'll fucking dare you say nice things about something you like i'd be like fuck you I like your mom too. How about that? I'll say nice things about her. You fuck. Oh yeah, break out the mom jokes. Let's be original. Yeah, um, but no, um, yeah. mom jokes. Mom jokes. Um, mom jokes. Um, and of course, there's been a lot of talk about us uh, about Spider-Man, um, which I don't think you've probably seen still yet, have you? Nope. No way nope. home. I already, I already have everything spoiled for me though. I'm gonna eventually see it and just kind of. No. <laughs> well, it's been snubbed by the Oscars, hasn't it? Um, I think. What? Um, people have kicked off. Yeah, I didn't really do well at the Oscars. And Kevin Smith weighed into it. And there's this argument, amazing argument uh, of people going, what the fuck does Ke- Kevin Smith know? He's never won an Oscar. Or so. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy has like studied films all his fucking life. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think one of the issues is is that there's a lot of CGI in, um, in Spider-Man. 
And when you look okay. at the Oscars, it's all about that singular acting purpose. I mean, I, I kind of get it, I guess, but I, I still feel like you can still do an amazing job with CGE behind you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can still. Well, well, the thing, okay, here's the thing is they have a whole category for that. So that's just kind of fucked. The comic book movies generally don't get any love from the Oscars, anyways. And let's get back to the Kevin Smith of all. If I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was a producer on an Oscar winning movie. Hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking everyone forgets about the fucking Goodwill Hunting, but the fact is he was a producer on that movie. Now, was he the person that won it? No, he's not the guy. He's not Gus Van Sands. He's not fucking any of those things. But like when he put out Red State and it was like a beloved movie and everybody said how fucking fantastic it was, nobody was giving anything to Michael Parks, even though he was in the midst of the twilight of his fucking life and his career. So mm-hmm. I don't really care what they have to say about fucking Kevin Smith not knowing about because that's not something he's ever strived for. He's never went like, oh, oh, I'm going to make an Oscar winning movie. And the fact is that even when he did put out Oscar like worthy stuff, they still paid no attention. So fuck that shit. I've never watched an Oscars in my life. They're no, me neither. Dumb. And that's one of the things that Kevin Smith brought up was no wonder what people don't watch this shit because like they don't, they don't appeal to the, the, the populace. And I think that's the word he used. They don't, they don't appeal to the general public. It's all, all to yep. do with, you know, acting, uh, aficionados, specialists, and, and people that look for the things. And we, we are going to be speaking to a hopefully a young a young actor, writer, producer, Jared Becker in a minute. And I want to speak to him about this about like when you when you start off in your career when you when you are a Luke Allen or you know the guys from Rocking Horse or Jared these people that are aspiring to do these sort of things. What do you aim for? Do you aim for the role of a lifetime? Like I don't know, like uh, like becoming Wolverine or Spider Man or something yeah. that people recognize. Like Timothy Oliphant. How many times has Timothy Oliphant played the fucking sheriff of, of, of the marshal of town? He's done it like three times now. And why? Because yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, actually. I was about to say, I was like, he's done it twice. No, you're right. He did it on Deadwood too. Fuck that guy's good. Timothy yeah. Oliphant. He could act his way into my heart and soul. He's and he's a bad guy fan. as well. He was in Die Hard Four as the bad guy. I thought I liked. He him. was. He was. He was pretty good in that. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant, dude. Fucking has he ever? He hasn't gotten any real awards. I'm sure he's gotten like a like one of those TV awards. What are those things and, called? And then and, 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 and Nick Kids Award like. <laughs> <laughs> he got slimed one time. So they're like, here's your award. It's the orange MTV blimp. movie awards. You got a golden yeah. popcorn. Oh, that's right. They use, do they still give that out? Is that still a thing? I, know. I remember watching the one year because obviously things like that don't translate fully over here. So like when they're playing, they're doing the MTV movie movie awards, we're not all sat there watching it like you guys in America because it's like fucking stupid clock in the morning, isn't it? So we'll get like the highlights. And I remember seeing the highlights of Jim Carrey going with his face bandaged completely up with a little eye. eye and that was it. Yeah. Um, really quickly, because uh, we don't have a lot of time before our guest gets here. Um, should we make Super Bowl predictions really quick? Um, yeah, I really want... I love Joe Burrow, by the way. Joe Burrow is one of the... I love him to bits. I think he's fantastic. Walking around with that cigar, like, fuck you guys, I'm yeah. Joe Burrow. I love that. I love the underdog thing. So I want the Bengals to win. But I think the LA Rams just look so fucking strong. They look so... They look. They don't look unbeatable, obviously, because they're not. They haven't been. But I, I feel like they're going to be too much for the Bengals. So I think LA's going to win, even though I want the Bengals to. You? Um, I want... Okay, so I'm a big underdog fan as well. I want the Bengals to win. But I am also torn because um, the Rams beat San Francisco. And if anyone knows anything about me, I'm a, I'm a Green Bay fan through and through. So watching my favorite team in the world lose to the special teams of San Francisco and then seeing the Rams destroy them, I was like, oh, now I want you to win because you're the fucking enemy of my enemy and shit. So fucking, <laughs> there, there's that. There's that. We need um, so, <laughs> so, so, so. 
I I would like the I'd like the Rams to win, but but if the Bengals win, I'll be just equally as happy. I love football, and I mean I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it home in time for the whole thing, but like if I was wake up, (laughs) yeah, if I was to wake up tomorrow morning and they were like the Bengals won, I'd be like fuck yes, because there's nothing better to me than when um, sports gets kind of turned on its head. Like when uh when the Red Sox won all those years back and they finally got their fucking World Series again, all the shit. I loved it. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I love it when sports teams reclaim glory or they take a spot that they never had before. They haven't had for many many years. That's what sports is. It, it sucks when a single team dominates over and over and over. And yeah, over. yeah. We had that for years. We were in the in the English Premier League football soccer. Yeah, football, soccer football. Uh, with Man United, they won everything. I'm a Chelsea fan, and they win now now and again. But like you know, it was dominated for years by like two or three teams and yeah it does get kind of boring but like, at the same time i have taken like this new this this new thing with the nfl where i don't have a team i'm dressed in, in raider stuff but i've got other team stuff as well i've even got a green bay t-shirt somewhere it's nice yeah. to be able to spread yourself out and be like i like sports i just like this more you know and you <laughs> sports <have> teams <laughs> i have my certain like my favorites i have the people yeah. i won't support like i'm not, i i don't hate the steelers i don't hate the patriots but they're not teams i will definitely walk around in their tops and do you know what i mean um yeah. and there's certain issues that have happened this year where like even wearing a raiders top might get you in a bit of trouble you know what i mean yeah. um so <laughs> Uh, but it, I, I love the sport i love the the energy behind it we were supposed to go to hickory's tonight um there are issues uh, I'll tell you about afterwards, um, reasons why I can't. I'm on dad duty tonight, so I can't actually go to Hickory's. Um, but um, I will definitely be up tonight watching it with my popcorn and my snack helmet. <laughs> what, my, yeah. my oh, you're going to like you get yourself like a nacho hat like in The Simpsons? Oh, like yeah. An, oh, you got me a nacho hat. Nacho, nacho man. Oh, um, a, that's great. Ned Flanders is my friend. What do you say? Something about being gay. <laughs> oh god so um okay. this week while we're waiting for jared i'll tell you guys about what i've been up to this week i'm gonna try and throw up a couple of pictures but i've been i've been uh following the darwin festival which is really really cool i haven't got any pictures which is great i got, I'm gonna get a video i can i can upload oh jared's here always here um so he's in the background i'll tell you a bit about the, the darwin festival and what i've been doing um a bit later on in the show maybe but um, I, what I'll do is I can see Jared backstage. Jared, when you're ready to come back into the show, it's not live, don't worry. Um, but give us a thumbs up and I'll bring you in. Um, so we've got, yeah, he's ready. Okay. Right, Introducing cool. uh, young actor, writer, producer, Jared Becker. How are you, sir? Hi there. I'm doing well. How are you? Really good. Really good. We were just t- chatting uh, about the, the one thing I think everybody's talking about today is the Super Bowl. Kind of really yeah. excited to. Are you a football <laughs> fan? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'm excited I feel, for today. I feel like this is the one day where even if you're not really into your NFL too much, you can kind of get away with like going, okay, let's watch this thing then that we don't <laughs> yeah. really watch all the time, you know, get behind yeah. it and stuff. Well, it, it's just so funny how many people just come out of the woodworks. I think people just like the the atmosphere. Like they like to be able right. to celebrate something. So even if they don't have a designated team or even nothing, if it doesn't represent something to them, it, it kind of sh- you know it gives them an opportunity to host a party, get people together, be excited about something as a as a group and as a unity and stuff. So I think that's what really it speaks to people more than anything else. You know, as me as a British guy, it's kind of like, I can I can do American stuff too. Look, hey, Ken. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> cultural appropriation, Alex. I don't like it. <laughs> Jared, thank you so much for joining us uh, for, for today. Where, where are you hailing from? Where, where are you from originally, Jared? Uh, originally, Southern Illinois. 
Oh, wow. Okay. See, we we always like that question first because, like, a lot of the times, like, people seem to be, like, centered in, like, certain spots. And then ever so often we get people like, oh, I'm from, you know, like, Southern Illinois and stuff. I think it's more of a shock sometimes when we got like Chris Battle, who we spoke to last time on the show. It's kind of like, I'm in LA. You're like, oh, you're already there. Okay, right. Okay. So you just started there. And and I think that's more of a shock when someone's like near where movies and things are made. You're kind of like, oh, okay. You haven't had to like move away for that. That's kind of cool. Um, Yeah. um, When it comes to to movies, writing, producing, um, where, where does this all begin for you? Where does the passion start for you, Jared? Yeah. Any, anytime I, ever thought about wanting to do this as a career it always just helmed from at the core of just telling meaningful stories and just looking for the films that i wish i had when i was younger and something that oh. i want to see i think the formula i found is and anybody any writer will tell you is uh don't write for other people write for yourself and yeah. so i was like that's what i'm gonna do that's it that's a really good bit of advice <clears throat> and something that i mean um Let's talk about me, of course. <laughs> but no, like, I can I can relate with you. Uh, I started a radio show. I, I do podcasts and stuff. Never really done radio before. So I've got a, a good friend. Of, Tom can hear us, by the way. He's just other stuff. How he's got his headphones on. Um, <laughs> I, I asked my my radio friend Matt Connerton, who's in New Hampshire, actually, America, and uh, I said, oh, "How do you write? How do you do radio?" And he's like, "Make a radio show that you want to listen to." And this is the same yeah. with you. Make make movies. Make films that you would want to watch. And uh, is that kind of like what you're going to go forward with? For for now, for, for until things sort of settle out, how does that work? Yeah, I, the projects I have coming up, they're just a mix of my own and, and obviously someone else's that I've had to audition for. But I think after this last project and writing that one and and seeing the reception it got and just believing in my writing ability, I was like, I like this. I'm going to keep doing it. So then I we wrote the feature and that's in pre-production. And I was like, okay, nice. people really like what I have to say. And nice. I... I come from being more than just a, a, an actor. I come with a, three different lifetimes. And so I'm, I'm like, well, I've got a, a lot of content. Good, good. Well, that, that's like a recipe that's well used, though, isn't it, by a lot of writers and directors over the years. You make the safe picture, and then you make your own thing, right? You know, there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's kind of that, like, take away TT, for example. He will make something that the studio wants. He'll go make Thor Ragnarok. And then he'll right. go, go, go make Jojo Rabbit, you know, something that he, he wanted to make originally. And that seems to work, you know? Yes. Build, hmm. Let people know who you are and then yes. make something you want to make. And I think it worked. I love Take Away TT now just because of that. <laughs> I think taking chances is important. Like, I mean, it's one thing to stay stagnant and do something that is very, you know, meaningful to other people, but there's always that like opportunity to really show who you are, just like, ta- um, just like in Jojo Rabbit. And I think yeah. people respond to that more do you think that's do you jared do you think that's kind of really important to do like to really kind of represent yourself as an artist or do you think it's you know just okay to keep doing the thing that everyone loves you for you can people can do whatever they want <laughs> let me just be clear about that one um of course i think it's important to establish who you are if you people can find that recipe for success and it's like well i'm going to keep doing this because it's got a track record okay but how do you grow as a an individual, how do you grow as a creative if you're just doing the same thing over and over? You have to not necessarily reinvent yourself, but really step out there and be like, well, this is me. This is the content I like. So yeah, yeah I think it's very important. And when it comes to making your own content, um, I mean, so, sorry for my loss. 
won so many awards and it, yep. I mean I've watched a few clips of obviously for this show and it, it's just it's filmed beautifully it looks fantastic the music is great um how many this is going to sound like a, a real terrible thing to say but how many times do you have to get it wrong to, before you get it right to, to whatever that is that you made yeah. that you're proud of how many times have you got to, to fail <laughs> and to, to get there yeah a lot a lot <laughs> writing that script um it took a lot longer than it should have whole all of development because for a short film itself you know pre-production development should only take three months um i took seven months with that because i wanted to it's like writing an email you're just so close to it all the time and i said what i needed to say in the base one and i was like okay well i'm looking at this too much i can't do it anymore so i stepped away came back i was like okay well i like it flows better this way um but even up until the day like first day of filming i was i had to rewrites that i did ah. mm. And, and so and it, it was difficult because it was logistically hard to do because um, we had to fly in our actors and be like, hey, we added you to this scene. Can you be here? And they're like, yeah. yep, we will drop what we can to be. So yeah, that's, that's a good thing. If I, I failed on that part as a producer and a writer to be like, oh, hey, everything's set in stone, but no, everything changed. Now, is the concern that people are going to start doubting you at that point, or is it just that you're, you know, is is it, is it the fact that like you're concerned that people might doubt you at the point because like you're the guy that they look up to, you're the guy that kind of set everything in motion, or is the concern they just won't get stuff done if you have to make changes like that? It's concerning that maybe they won't get stuff done. But what we did, I, I was not going to make the necessary rewrites that I had to do if the cast wasn't okay with it because it was mm. a new um because we shot the last scene first okay and so um and i was like hey this is what we need to do are you guys okay doing this um if not it's fine i'll work around it i don't ever want to put anybody out or make anybody uncomfortable and not yeah. that it was an uncomfortable scene it was just logistically we had to change things around it's like if you can't be here it's fine i'll work around it okay that's, that's um, always but, the you know go ahead please jared you for you're here oh, you're sorry. the guest you, you go for it. no 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 you're the you're the guest man you say everything you want we'll shut the heck up trust me <laughs> oh perfect uh no but it, i did have a little bit of concern of like man these people are gonna hate me because i'm i'm changing it but it also i had like a little bit of imposter syndrome throughout uh, it because i this is my first time having something produced to that scale mm. and people believing in the project and i was like oh is this good enough like do they like what i wrote and multiple times the director and producers were like nobody would fucking be here if they didn't like you and they didn't believe in your project so no one's gonna leave you but you okay. can't convince yourself that and i've been fine I've, i sit i suffer <clears throat> the same as you and i'm not going out there and making movies that the masses will see but I, like i've been working on it on a week-long academic fest i live in the, the birthplace of charles darwin and we've uh, this week we've had the darwin festival it's an intellectual thing people from all around the world want to access the content that i'm going to put together so that pressure it really fucks with my head i'm kind of like oh my yeah. god this is not going to be good enough people aren't going to watch it they're going to be like oh my god who's this idiot alex whiteley but i'll put this um this vlog together uh, where i was at the, the the library of shrewsbury school which is um, and it had the taylor library which is mm. charles darwin's library that he would originally have it's like the books from the 1500s you know it's insanely oh ancient yeah. so i put this together and it, I, I look back at it after i finished it i was like do you know what? that's not bad 
That's all right. That is Alex. Yeah. That's right. You've got to kind of get through. You've got to get over those hurdles, haven't you? Those emotional hurdles. <clears throat> there are times where I just want to cry when I'm trying to put things together because I'm thinking you're fucking yes. useless at this shit. Right? Like it's terrible, isn't yeah. it? I, I yeah, think to me, I was like, who did I fool to get here? I, yeah. I think that happens to anyone when you care about something so much and it's not something that you're generally known for. Like none of us start off doing any of the stuff that we do. Like I wasn't right. a podcaster. You, you weren't a writer. You know, Alex wasn't creating important information for people to be able to like bring into their, you know, their homes and stuff about a person that he had no idea about. I think everybody kind of has that imposter syndrome, especially when it comes to something you care about. How long before you were comfortable with like introducing yourself as like, oh, I'm Jared, I'm a writer, producer and all that type of stuff. Oh, God. Well, being in L.A., living in Hollywood definitely makes it easier because you can throw a rock and hit one of them. Um, <laughs> Which I do. It's my hobby. Yeah. I go there all the time. It's like, you're a writer. Yeah. You're better than me. I am. But it's it definitely is um, a little weird doing it. It took a lot of time to adjusting to that because I'm from the Midwest. My family doesn't know. I've ruined film and television for them. <laughs> um, I, took, I took the magic away of it and so um how now, dare you it, i know i'm an asshole but in, <laughs> because by trade i'm a project manager my master's degree is in project management and so when i do go home if i meet someone i'm like oh, i'm jared becker i'm a project manager i work in entertainment and like oh and what and i was like and then i elaborate a little bit more if they ask but yeah. a few times i'm because I was just talking about this, I was uh, on set Friday night. I was uh, all these actors when we were going on. They're like, "Well, what do you say when someone asks, like, hey, what do you do?'" And you're like, "Oh, I'm an actor." And like, "Well, have I seen you in something? Like, what do you have coming up? What are you? What are you in?" I'm like, "I'm in a state of depression, but that's I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's brilliant. But I love that. It's yeah, just to mitigate the chance of someone trying to ask. Because actors, we're not always doing something. I'm always writing something and producing, but yeah, yeah, acting. So I just state, "Hey, I'm a project manager. It's easier." I mean, we. Are, I'm <clears throat> speaking to. I'm speaking with. I'm working with um, young writer directors, uh, Luke Allen uh, and Gareth Thomas, part of Rock and Horse Media. Luke Allen's his own force, but he will be one of the biggest names, I think, in, in TV and movie. Uh, and they're making this this TV pilot that we're following at the moment here in the UK. They, we mixed up over here in the UK, Jared. Did you know that? We, we do. do. Do you? We do. Yeah. Every now well, and again. We... Uh, <laughs> I thought you just said pilot presentation like The Office and we stole it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, but you, did a, <laughs> you did a better job. You did a better job with The Office. i got to say it was fantastic. In between us, maybe not. Maybe not. The in betweeners was uh, was kind of our thing, but um, yeah. yeah and uh, I'm following the progress of of these of these people going forward, and like when it, they make something that people want, you know, they'll put a crowdfunder and it, they they fill it up, or yeah. they they book us a, a, a cinema to show a short and it fills up. Like just to see the joy on their faces because they've made this with their bare hands with next to nothing yeah. and been able to create. A, 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 you know, I'm, I'm using this as a way to reflect what you're you're saying as well. Is that you know you, you suffer from these difficulties making these things, but when they're actually happening inside your head, you must be like, oh my god, I made this. It's it's happening. Do you, how excited do you get on set that this is happening? Yeah, I get really excited. I get I get excited very easily about things. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> Just coming, like being that Midwestern child inside still and coming to Los Angeles and, and making movies and yeah, being on set and having, you know, your handler come and do everything for you on 
you know, wait on your hand and foot. And I was like, this is really nice. <laughs> but <laughs> get used to this. <laughs> yeah. But then I had to stop because I'm like, oh, this is how people become assholes and think yeah. that they're better than everybody else. Um, because people literally wait on you hand and foot. Yeah. And and my handler was is is one of a, a best friend of mine, um, which was weird to have him doing that. But he was paid for. It. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But being like, hey, we're going to do lunch here. What do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't like anything off that menu. And they're like, well, we'll go somewhere else for you. Where, like, where do you want us to go? I was like, I, no, you're not doing that. That's ridiculous in a way. I, um, I think it's your, I think it's your Midwestern sensibilities that keep you in check like that. Because nowhere in your history are you going to have that ever. Nobody's ever going to come up and change right. everything just to have you be happy. But now you're in this position where you're you're giving people employment and you're helping out a whole bunch of people and you're making this art. And people all of a sudden they just kind of change everything for you and they're like, oh well, we got to make you happy. You're like, well, sure, thanks, I appreciate that, but you don't need to. Let's let's keep on doing the thing. And if I'm happy along the way, that's great too. I think yeah. one of the, be- the best examples of that was um, one of my favorite interviews of all time. We interviewed Brendan Steer, who uh, directed the Velocipasta. Yeah. What an amazing guy he was because he made this B movie that was just like really stupid. Even he said it was a fucking ridiculous movie and it went on to become a cult classic. And he's like, what yes. the fuck is going on? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, when things change for you, it just really knocks you off your, off your stride yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, and it is. I've seen that as well. I went to, um, I did a charity event, and I went to Reach, who who sponsored it. Hi guys at Reach, and I went to the briefing room, and they were like, "Can we get you a coffee, a beer? Would you like a donut? Sit down, relax. We'll look after you. They're almost massaging my shoulders. Sit down, yeah. like we got you. It's nice. It is nice. Um, really nice. How do you keep yourself centered? How do you how do you like pinch yourself a bit? This I need to I need to stay focused because I'm here to do. Yeah, it um, I think coming into this industry. I, I started very young, took a very long break and just came back in and, and doing it a little bit older um, has really helped me find a sense of myself because I, I found my bearings in LA and, and found good friends that really could care less what I do nice. <laughs> with no matter what award or what event I'm going to, they don't care. And so I can't, there's some days where I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled to go walk the red carpet at the people's choice awards. Blah, blah, and they're like, no, we don't. That's not important yeah. to us. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, great. Like I play pretend for a living. It's fine. Yeah. Um, That's but awesome definitely my, my family, my mom, definitely her biggest thing to me. She was like, don't become an asshole. Mm-hmm. I was like, nice. got it. Got it. So I'm always just trying to make my family proud and, and be the same person from the Midwest in a small town of 3000 people. I, so. yeah. I think my mom's a disgrace in what I do. So I don't think she tells people. I think she tells him I'm like a oh, thief or no. something. She's like, she's no. like that kid. I think you're pretty sure he robs banks. That's what makes me proud. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah. laughs> I think your mom can see what kind of a positive influence I am on you, Tom, because she loves what your mom does. It's true. She's like, ah, Alex, I wish he was my son. <laughs> my <laughs> no, British son. Like <laughs> you put yourself down too much. Though. Um, <laughs> um, we were just talking about, I mean, what, what is your goal? What, what, what kind of, movie maker would you want to become what what is the goal there Where, which angle are you going at oh god yeah no i just want to i know it's fine um no, no it's the type of movies i want to keep making are just those ones that are impactful and that's a mm. broad answer but if they're targeting those movies and those feelings that again i had as a child 
And, you know, my, my parents split when I was young, my, my dad left, it's going through this, of, you know, I didn't have those movies mm. growing up and help you process emotions. Everything I write has an underlying tone of mental health in it. And so sorry for my loss, mental health based, this new movie, anti-bachelorette mental health based. Mm. It's, it's trying to help you. What's the point of having a platform to do something if you can't help other people? Now, do you think because you have that history that it makes the movie more impactful, better, or do you think that you would make an equally great movie even if there weren't weren't those underlining uh, tones of the whole situation? I think I could still make a great movie. I just think I would be doing it for a different reason. Mm. I wouldn't be targeting so much of trying to make mental health a big priority. I would have done something different. I mean, I'm not out here making a Marvel movie. Yeah. Should though, I'll give you a Marvel movie right now. Oh, oh my oh. god! <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me no, up. No, 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 no. This is a. This is. I was. If you watch this episode back, uh, by the way, there's a few uh, Boba Fett uh, spoilers in the beginning. Mm. As we can, we, um, uh, we uh, I was talking about the the, the Spider Man No Way Home snub at the Oscars because, like, yeah. um, I think Kevin Smith, for his 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 opinion into the hat sort of thing, which we love Kevin Smith, by the way, and he was kind of like, the problem with the Oscars is they don't. They don't aim for the populace. They don't aim for the mass, yeah. the masses. They aim for a small selection of movie critics that will look for the smallest, finest details in a person's, uh, you know, actions or movie, mu- music or lighting, you know, whatever. And so when it comes to like CGI filled Marvel movies, can they become Oscar winners? Can they do that? I mean, we saw that with Black Panther. They can. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, Logan. Um, Logan fuck's sake, it's, it's an our house film. Like I, I feel like it's just because they're so afraid that if they were to actually say good things about a movie that everyone likes, they wouldn't take them seriously anymore. They'd be like, oh, you're not up to the snub anymore. You don't have the critique in you to be able to point the flaws in these films when it's like everybody else in the world loves these fucking movies. Why are you getting so yeah. down on them just because it's supposed to be fancy? Don't, don't, don't be like that. If a movie's good, a movie is good. It has mm, nothing yeah. to do with anything else. And that's what I've been like battling with this thing with the book of fed i have no idea why people don't enjoy it just for what it is like continued star wars universe bringing history future all together like it it seems like people are just so excited to be down on stuff do you do you feel that jared do you think not everybody that's not general you know blanket we're gonna throw on people do you feel that sometimes people can just be shitty just be shitty about things yeah absolutely i see it daily yeah, that's. I mean, no. like, how do you deal with that as like a filmmaker, though? Like, when if somebody was to say, "I didn't like that, Jared," like, what, what's your response to that? And not to say that people do say that. I'm just saying if that was they do, happen. they do. Why, assholes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, you gotta have thick skin, and so it's definitely you're not gonna please everybody. People are gonna like you for whatever reason. They're gonna dislike you for whatever reason. I get the same individual every time I hop on to do an Instagram live with anybody I'm doing an interview, he jumps on and I live in Hollywood. I go to these parties with producers and I get to meet a lot of people. It's just my life. And those are the stories I have. So Mm. that's what I'm telling. And every time this person is like, well, there's Jared bragging again about his life. Wow. And I, I, the first couple of times I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, he's yeah. just joking. No, every single time now, he See, jumps on. There's Jared it, bragging. It, it, it's so important because, like, I, I've, I'm not. Um, he sent me um, Alex sent me your IMDb stuff, so that's how I'm familiar with you now. But I think it's very important that people see this type of stuff because 
I just barely met you, and you're charming the pants off me. I want to see everything you've done, and that's how like every Tom movie should be. saying that to guests. You can't I, say I, I will not. I will not. There is there is no legal action yet, so I don't need to stop. Um, I think that this is very important because if people see the filmmaker, people see the artist first instead of the work, they can kind of get a better understanding for what they're going to be viewing, and then afterwards, if they have questions or afterwards, if they have comments or something along those lines, at least then they have a face to put it to because it's it's so yeah. pointless when people are like I didn't like that Jared who I've never seen spoken to my entire life okay yeah this is what i i, I want to bring up is josh trank right in 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 a in a, in a way that defends you and, and young um artists out there that are making movies that are given opportunities because josh trank made chronicle because they were like oh this amazing thing you did on youtube uh oh, we want to give you a tester movie we'll give you chronicle he did an amazing job with that it was a great film and then they're like oh have the fantastic four and he's kind of okay and they're like but we need to make these changes these changes these changes we want to take this out this out and they ruined his fucking career right yeah. now the point is right if you're not prepared to go out there and make movies for yourself and do make art like this then shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about like give yeah. these young people a chance stop complaining about everything and go and do something creative for yourself. Go and do something positive. I hate it. I really do hate it. Yeah. Sorry. That was a big, huge rant for me. I'm coming down. No, <laughs> it's, it's just markets change. Mm. And like my bachelor's is in market research. And so just learning trends and data instead of you have these executives who don't, I'm speaking very broadly about that. Um, these executives who don't see things on, on the ground daily of what's changing and what the trends are. They're like, no, this is what's worked this is what we're doing. Here's the, here's the process, but there's always a new process being made. Some, it's always changing and being innovative. So take advice from the people who have to deal with it every day. Mm. And so, yeah, but yeah, comments yeah. on that. Um, well, I think what you're doing is brave. It really is brave yes. in today's world because there's a lot of noise yes. out there. There is a lot of noise out there. And, you know, when it comes to, there's always seems to be a new award ceremony or a new movie festival or yeah. something opening up every week or something, you know, every month at least. Um, how have you, how have you managed to get your product out there for people to see? What's your process? Yeah. Um, so we marketed very early. As soon as we started releasing stills, like while we were in production, and then obviously the, the press circuit, as far as being like, we wrapped it, it's, it's done. We're in post now. Um, and just as soon as the film was ready, I, I sent it to fans <laughs> to watch. Nice. Hey. And, and I had people reach out and be like, we really want to see this. Where can we see it? When is it going to be out? And I was like, well, I don't have a release date. Like we still have to go through the film festival circuit and, and see how it does there. And then finally I was like, you know, what better way to, at least let people get a taste and get the reaction and kind of men mentally prepare than letting the people who support you have the first look. And these people, I like handpicked them. And mm -hmm. I said, Hey, he I'm going to send you this film to review. Please don't like it because you want to make me feel good. I was like, give me your honest feedback. I was like, I'm a, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. And so um, these people were really honest and everyone loved it. They were like, I wanted to hate you, which is fair. <laughs> I play a hateable character. But like, thanks, like, Mom. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you, too. <laughs> like, damn it, Mom. Stop. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I handpicked it and sent it out. And I didn't ask them to write reviews or anything, but these people took to social media on their own and, mm. and posted about it. And sh people shared it and just kind of went that way. 
Um, speaking as a guy that's never released a film ever in my life, um, I've always been very interested in the in the film festival at all because that's like the first real stop to getting your movie out there to everybody. Of course, mm-hmm. your first stop was sending it to some select people to see kind of gauge the reaction on it. Uh, walk us through the first film festival, like when you like you when you you bring it, you present it, and you show it. Walk us through that whole scene. Yeah, I mean everything because of COVID been remote, and oh. so. We had to, so I submitted it, I think to God, 50 something film festivals because we really, wow. you know, hit the ground on the indie circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went in and it got selected to almost every single one, which is wow. kind of unheard of, wow. kind of unheard of because you submit to 100 just to hopefully get accepted to one. Mm-hmm. And it was getting accepted very early and it just was phenomenal. And the reviews came back and people loved it. and. I remember I was going to a bar and so, and I got an email from a film festival and I had literally just submitted and they said, Hey, we want to show your film in theater. And oh, wow. that has never happened to me before. And so I, I had a phone call with them and they're like, we love your film. Um, we we want to show it to fans. We want to show it to the audience. I was like, oh, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Let, let's do that. That's a good like, that, idea. Yeah. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> And so, out of, out of all the out of all the film festivals that you you applied to, which I mean, not, not saying that anyone's better than the other ones. We don't want to say anything like that. But like, which one made you the most, most prestigious? Like, whoa, yes, you're like, whoa! I can't believe they liked it. They want to see it too. Oh God! Any international one? Mm. Yeah, any international mm. film festival always just blows my mind. Is it is it be, you, know, you first, Alex? No, no, no. I'm, I was gonna. No, go on, go on. Is it because <laughs> like you were like wondering how this would play to the international crowd, or was it like, wow, I can't believe this movie yeah. speaks to people in a different language as well? Um, a little of both, maybe. I think my thing is because I'm always trying to be culturally aware of um, how people react and understand things, and so I mean, we and I. And I hate saying this, but because we do have a gay character mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's not everybody's cup of tea. I don't know how other countries are going to be receptive to that. But I mean, everybody in the places that I thought maybe wouldn't be as re- well receiving loved it. Good. And Good. so well, it was it was great. I'm, London gives us no love. Uh, right. London, London, if you're listening, right? No, I think it's valid because valid, we are USUK, US, UK, right? We like to talk about how things translate from one side of the ocean to the other. And like, I think you, you Americans have, uh, you know, maybe misconceptions about us Brits and us about you guys. You know, that's kind of how, that's how the show started, right? We, we, things get lost in translation. Um, but when you, when you make something like this, are you making it for America or everybody? Is the goal out there to make something that will work everywhere in the world? Because then maybe you lose a bit of Americanisms that you can use, or yeah. you know, it's a bit a bit of a bit of a fine balance there. Isn't there? Yeah, I have. I I generally don't think about that. I nice. I make it. I make it for the person who needs it. Ah, oh, beautiful. And, and and I say this statement all the time, and I it doesn't lose its value anytime. I don't care as because as my career grows, I'm very fortunate. My projects get bigger and I don't care if I have millions of social media followers or, you know, people can recognize me on the street. But as long as my movie touched at least one person the way it was supposed to, I'm set. That's all I care about. 
Um, as a man that makes beautiful, like that, that's a beautiful sentiment, by the way. I love that to pieces. I, I feel like everybody should do that. I, me and Alex have been saying it for years. We make this mm-hmm. content, you know, we, we, we make it for the listeners, but we make it more so because we love doing it and because we love what we're doing yeah. and because the people we speak to might have an impact on somebody else that's listening, you know, that we never know yeah. what's going to kind of penetrate through people's stuff. But if you were to try to like, as a filmmaker who's kind of established yourself now, if you could grab a hold of like a franchise, you're like, I could do something with that. What would it be? Oh God. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would, you, would you like to take hold of a, a beloved character or something that's a bit more obscure Ooh, that hasn't been done Alex. yet? I, I would, and my friends, when they hear this back, they're going to be like, yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> the Scarlet Witch storyline. Yes, I I think Lizzie Olsen's the best actress. I think mm. she's just phenomenal, and I think, and I'm sure Marvel has that plan going already of what they want to do with that character. But I would like to to write for that and kind of helm the story there. That's what I want to. I would do that. What's it? She says, "What is what is grief?" But what was it? If not, what is grief? If not love, uh, persevering. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. Let's get our geek love so, out. This is great. I love this. I I credit uh, Elizabeth Olsen for my acting because I was doing. I had binge watched WandaVision, and I was going to set. And that's my favorite. That's my favorite character. Like she can it's do brilliant. no wrong. And this next movie, she's not my villain. Like she's my hero. Oh yeah. And so I'm watching WandaVision going through and then I did a deep dive of all Marvel and, and things like that. So I'm going to set and I'm filming this project in a, or the scene in a church and I'm, my character is like angry with God in a way. And so mm. I'm getting so worked up as the character that I just go into it and start <laughs> doing this. And I did not, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was just sitting there talking and was like looking at the church. I'm like, this is choking the life out of whatever. And, um, afterwards, and I threw in a little bit of an accent cause I, <laughs> what came to mind when I was saying this line and the director comes to me later and he's like, I don't know what you were doing with your hand, but keep doing it. And I was like, say less, say less. I went to go, I'm was prepping for this, um, war movie I'm doing. And it's very like handsy. And, and even when I talk daily, I, I do weird shit with my hands. Yeah. My acting coach was like, you're, you act with your hands. Like, that's so unique. I've never seen that. I was like, well, if you watch Marvel. Yeah, well, if you're up to date on Scarlet Witch and yeah. WandaVision, you'd know what I'm doing, wouldn't you? Yeah, so I credit Lizzie Olsen in whatever I do because I always do some hand thing. I, I think she- And it works. Oh, it works, it works it well. It, it works really well. It, it's so funny to think about like like 10, 15, like 20 years ago. Like if you're to say, oh, the Olsons, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Ashley and then the other one. And then nowadays you're like, oh, the Olsons. Like, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, she's amazing, right? And you're like, yeah. is, isn't there two other ones? You're like, maybe. Who cares? Okay. We don't know who they are anymore. <laughs> you know what? You when they take like um, acting scenes and they isolate them and they're like, just watch it. And they, they did it with marriage with, um, with Scarlett Johansson and um, what's his name? Kylo Ren, uh, Adam. Oh, Adam Driver. Driver. And I saw yeah. one with um, with Al Pacino, and um, it was in oh, Deep Heat. 
<laughs> and they're sat there talking and they're kind of like, well, I'm coming after you. Well, I'm coming after you. And they, they have these scenes where they're just focusing on the attention to detail. I feel like you can take a lot of scenes out of WandaVision and do that. And you can have like yeah. these scenes where she's talking to Vision about what is life, you know, these kind of really yeah. in-depth conversations. And you could be like, look at it. Just, and look at it again and look at it again. It's perfect. I think you chose, yeah. chose right there. I think that's why it won what it did and how it became Every, like, yeah. on top. Yeah. Well, yeah. it also it also kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier, Jared, where you were like, you know, I make movies about mental health because that's something I'm very familiar with. And of course, that entire series is about mental health. I mean, it really right. is. It's about the the crushing defeat of losing a loved one and and trying to like rebuild your life and your perfect losing image. Faith and, in humanity. Oh, Fuck those so guys, right? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so fucking good. I, I I binge watched that entire series because Alex is like, dude, have you seen WandaVision? And I was like, no, nah, not yet. And he's like, dude, watch it. Like, you're gonna love it. Yeah. I, I put like on everything you ever watched, Tom. It's kind of like go yeah, and wa- yeah. I just made you go and watch Boba Fett just now. Yeah, well, you did not. It's not like I was like I'm holding off oh, because no, I, I'm Tom, not sure. That's what I said. You went, okay, Alex. <laughs> about this and about the went. series, the book <laughs> Fett. It's because I don't like it when good things end. I didn't want to watch the end of yeah. uh. W- w- same thing with you, Alex. Who are you pointing fingers at? You don't like watching <laughs> the end of things because you don't like what? seeing things end either. Yeah, that's right. Sopranos a game of halfway through. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Go wild and go. Sopranos, what are you doing, Jared? I demand you shame him now because he's been. <laughs> hypocrite i don't like it all of a sudden i can't do that all right fair enough but i'll do it for you i got your back would you like to be a host of you suck tom uh, yeah yeah yeah. i'll guest host tom go take a vacation i'll be here oh thank god jared but jared's too busy he's he's busy being a good guy dude he doesn't need to my spot don't take my spot jared um (laughs) so So what do you what do you want to do next, man? Like, I mean, obviously you've already accomplished so much. What do you want to do next? Um, breathe. That's what yeah, I want to do next. That's good. Yeah. Breathing's good. In and out. Good. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I've got, I'm, I leave in a couple weeks to go film a movie starting in that. And then I come back and I keep working on this next movie I wrote. Cause it's, it's, uh, in development with the studio. I gotta prep for that. Keep going, and then I have to write whatever whatever's next. That was I, that was actually my next question. Was like, how hard is it to? Because you already have so much on your plate. Like, I know somebody that's just like all well, the way. Someone that's just like that. He already has a thousand things on his plate, and I'm like, hey man, why don't yeah. you take a breather? And he's like, I, I can't. I don't have any time to breathe, Tom. It's not time. I, I I hate not doing anything. I, I sit on my hands. I'm going like, oh, I need to make some. Well, here's the thing, though. You got to matter until you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep going. How mm-hmm. how hard do you find it when you are already in the midst of doing so much to like not push yourself to do more? Um, phenomenal question. I hate sleep apparently, so I just stack wow. so much shit on my plate. Oh, so. Poor bastard! That's so common. That is so yeah. so common. Yeah. I've, I mean, we've spoken to we like to people speak to people that make things with their bare hands when it comes to the movies and TV yeah. and cartoons and stuff, you know, and yeah. that, that kind of passion. I need, no, I've got this idea. I need to go make it now. Cause I can't sleep. Otherwise yeah. that's, that's, I, uh, I think remarkable. I'm just so like, I'm, I'm very impatient that I, that's why I come out of this gate instead of being like, Hey, here's a script I wrote. Can you guys make it? It's like, no, I don't trust you. I'm going to make it myself. Ah, and so it. i i have a wonderful team i mean I, my my publicist is doing the lord's work honestly i'm like hey i want to reach out to these actors to, to see if they want to be interested in being in a movie that i wrote and she's like oh okay 
And so I sent her the script and I was like, read it. And if you like it, then we can move forward. And, and she's like, I fucking love it. Let's go. Nice. But I'm, yeah, I get very impatient. I don't want to wait for the studio to, to call an actor. I'm like, no, we need to email them now. Yes. And so no, I, no, no, time, no, no. I got my people. <laughs> time yeah. is money. Um, I've got to ask you, um, because there was a point I, I brought up Rocking Horse Studios earlier, not to be like, oh, I'm working on this thing with these guys, but to also to say that whilst they've been making progress with what they've been making, they've, they've pulled in a person from here and a person from there has been doing it. And they've created this, like, the, I'm really like excited about what's happening in Shropshire in the UK because there's this like collection of creative people, whether it be writers, producers, actors, they're all coming together and they get used again and again and again on the same projects. And it just seems to be like a safe group of people they can work with. Are you finding that? Are you finding that you're, you're finding people you can trust or do like the studios yeah. be like, no, we've got our own people. Don't you worry about that. How's that? Yeah. I, I think it's definitely important as you go maneuver the industry, you find people that are genuine and authentic. So I, I like to keep those. So they're in my writer Nice. Um, when I do a project, I want to bring these people on board. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I'm I'm always open to working with new people because you never know who you're going to meet, oh, who you're going to be friends with. Um, but definitely, when you find your people, you know, you support them. I I think it's just so funny because like just in the the atmosphere that we live in, that you like it, like even though you just made a true statement, which is you know I want these work with these people because you know they they're important to me, they're genuine. That's so funny that in the in the atmosphere that we live in, you have to automatically throw in the fact. But not that I'm against working with new people, even though that's not what you meant at all. It's just because yeah. of like where we kind of live now, you have to say those things, and not to say that wasn't true. That's not what I mean. See, I'm doing it right now. I'm backing up what I'm saying to make sure that nobody gets offended, nobody gets hurt. There's no opportunity that are lost it's just so funny that yeah. the place that we live in we have to be like that and it's just so it's something as simple as the notion of i like these people and i trust these people i'd like to work more with these people and all of a sudden like so what are you saying jared you don't want to work with new people You're like no i didn't say that what i said is i like these people well, okay? also well, no like, jared it's let's, not let's <laughs> integrate them yeah yeah. Also, as well, it's, it's when somebody comes along and they're like, "Oh, so this this guy worked on like five Marvel films for lighting. You don't want to use him. You want to use your friend John." Like, and you know, there may be times when you're like, "John, actually, I think they've got a point." See, here's the wonderful thing that I have learned in life, um, just being in, in management and having worked management for so long, is there's always a way to help someone grow. So mm. if you know you know, John Smith wants to come in from Marvel and be like, Hey, yeah, you can do the lighting. I'm going to have Tony come up and work alongside you so he can learn to be at your level. Oh, I love so, that. So, cause I, I hate that. when people are stagnant and they don't want to, they don't grow in their career. Um, and so it's like, how do I lift everybody else up? God, what a great yeah. thing to say, Jared. That that's not something that's done anymore. Everyone's just so concerned about where they can bring themselves and how far they can push themselves ahead of everybody else. That when somebody like yourself says, "No, I'm when I make something, I want to bring everybody up with me and truly mean it." Yeah. It's just such a rare notion nowadays. God, I love that. And as well, I'm, I'm very jealous of you. Of you in your in your in envious is the right word, I guess, because like I have a big boy job. I, ha- I you know. Yeah. I help young people develop through life and stuff. That's kind of my big boy job. The, the, the podcasting producing side of things is like almost like a hobby. It's like a hobby, half career type thing. I don't know. But like my boss came up to me. He was like, yo, Alex, it's time for you to look at your career. Where do you want to go? You want to become a senior? Do you want to go up in, you know, you offered me a promotion and stuff. I was kind of like, well, no, actually 
boss um if i can get the opportunity to make money with my mouth i would prefer to do that yeah. and took it the wrong way and nearly fired me but no um, <laughs> what I'm, trying to... <laughs> and I'm inappropriate alex and i'm inappropriate <laughs> but no i, sure. I, I, want, <laughs> I want to make money with a microphone i don't i don't want to be yeah. doing that anymore and like it's really hard to take that leap of faith you can't just go well i don't want to earn money anymore i want to i want to do what i'm doing because it's it's hard yeah yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you had to do that? Have you had to take that leap of faith? As as it like, no, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do it. I have a day job. I want to be a movie maker. You know. Oh, um, again, because I hate sleep. I do it yeah. all. Oh. <laughs> Just so I still have a full time job. And Good. I do still, you? Yeah, I still work. And wow. and I was talking to one of the producers, and they're like, "Are you going to step away?" For I was like, "Probably not. Probably not." I. I love it. so. Again, project management. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, right up there with writing and, and acting. If it, yeah, if I have the opportunity to make millions and do acting full time and write comfortably, sure. Um, but right now I'm in a good, good place where I can do both simultaneously and it's perfect. I'm how, glad you can do that. Do you, yes, absolutely. Um, how far, uh, how hard is it to fight the allure of the easy? Like, I mean, obviously you, you just kind of said yourself that you get no, that you don't really sleep that much. You're always <laughs> doing something, but there's plenty of people out there that, you know, make like TikTok content and YouTube content and that's all they do. And they're very short, they're very quick and they make, you know, some people make millions and millions of dollars off it, but you yourself are making like real meaningful art projects and it's a little bit slower pace, but it's, you know, more meaningful. How hard is it not to just go to <laughs> down that path um uh, i'm pretty god it's easy for me to say no to, mm. to that because i and those people work very hard i know yes, a lot of youtube people it's not for me it's not mm. i'm so deep down like rooted in the cinematics and making a movie and telling a full character arc that i think doing these the like skits or so many minute videos just to, I don't know, produce something for a short amount of time. It doesn't do it for me. Intrinsically, it's not rewarding. Yes. I, I, and, and once again, that's not to disparage anybody for anything. Just throwing it out there. This is of just, uh, just a little sidebar. Now, please no, no, continue, no. Alex. Uh, and I was waiting for the, yeah, my friend Alex makes vlogs, right? And he he's does. fucking terrible. <laughs> no, he's great. Alex, no, 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 well, no okay. So you're that, talking about yeah. the intri intrinsic rewards, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going in for this. I'm going in for this, right? No, go for the kill, Alex. Last go week, I had a huge fucking wobble because like my show, my other show, The Shrewsbury Biscuit, it's a very local show. It's all based about what's going on in my town. We like to go to festivals. We've got to go, like, go to festivals and events and we like to set up studios and one of the, the 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 events we're going we're going to a kids festival and i want to encourage kids to speak to kids in a way that it's healthy like i feel like podcasting is getting really negative rep at the moment especially with that ghostbusters yeah. movie i love the ghostbusters movie but that kid podcast i want i want to straight full bore him straight in the fucking face because i'm thinking don't do that don't take podcasting and make it look nerdy and horrible like, yeah. what I do is really important right anyway um, so I wanted to go to these events and they were kind of like, oh no, you need liability insurance. You need this, you need that, you need that. I was like, I haven't had to use this before, but like, no, we do now. And I'm like, I just want to sit and talk to people. I don't want to have to deal with business and buy this yeah. and get that. And it really gets me down. And I was kind of like, do you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to do it anymore. Do you find that as a creative, oh. you feel that I've, I've been told that's really common with people yeah. that make stuff. Fuck it. I don't want to yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I, as soon as, sorry for my loss. 
uh, we went to theater to see it. All of my friends were just so fucking thrilled to to see them on a big screen and, and work it. And I sat there and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. I'm very happy for what, what we've achieved. But I'm sitting there and like, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, I'm so tired. I'm done. This took everything out of me. I don't want to do this for like the next year. Mm. And then, well, you know, a couple of weeks later, I kept working on Anti-Bachelorette. And it's like, you can have those moments of being down, but then realize why you do it. I don't do this for anybody else. I do it for me. Good. And so that's, Good. that's what keeps me going. Well, there's also methamphetamine. If you're ever interested in Jared, it'll help you with that non-sleeping no, thing. No, you know, honestly, all these things, bro. There's a reason it's so popular. <laughs> Don't listen to me, man. Oh Don't listen to me at all. I'm, I'm horrible. Um, that's fucking brilliant. I, I think there's something to be said about like, like exhausting yourself, putting your heart and soul in something, and then finally, when the finished product's in front of your face, you're like, I would just like to breathe now. But the fact is, I gotta yeah. keep on trucking, and that's just a, like a really admirable thing to do because it's so easy. Be like, okay, I did it. Goodbye, guys. I'm, I'll see you yeah. in a couple weeks after I've had time to decompress and take the breaths. But as you've kind of yeah. said yourself, like you're you're not you know you're not going to do that. You're just going to keep on fucking going. I don't give myself the opportunity to sit in success. Good, good. Do you yeah. guys feel that yeah. way? I, I was going to ask you actually. No, go on, Tom. Go on. I was going to. I don't. I don't have success like that. Once again, well, mine. No, mine is all you. passion. Mine's all. Mine's all passion, man. Which is so funny because like um, we have a really good friend of ours, Andy Emoff, and um, he was kind of talking like a long time ago. We're side chatting about um, all these different like uh, places you can put your podcast to get a judge and all yeah. this type of stuff. He's like, "Oh, did you guys submit?" And I was like, "No." I'm like, what is no. it? He's and he's like, yeah. that's what I love about you guys is you guys don't care about that stuff. You guys make it because you make it, and there's nothing you don't expect anything from it. I I, I love it when people write in. They're like, oh wow, I listened to Jared's um, interview and I thought that was so cool and so meaningful, and he really spoke from the heart. That's why I do it. I just like talking to people, and if I wasn't doing this, I'd just yeah. be hanging out with my family all the time. So getting this opportunity is what it is. It's not supposed to be anything else. Now tomorrow somebody shows up with a huge check at my door saying we love your show and we're gonna make things easier on you great i'll fucking do that too yeah and until that day happens i'm not gonna like you know stress myself to the gills that's where this all came from is the fact that you know we were kind of like well if you if you got (laughs) come and chill with us we'll we'll, we'll make things you know at least a bit more amusing for an hour if you've got uh, we've had people that have written to us and said you know, we've, we've helped them through their day just by listening to our show. Genuinely, we've helped people around the world. Even if it's only one person a year, I don't give a fuck. We're going to yeah. keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're, that, yeah. everything we do is here to help people. Um, but we've spoken to um, a big shout out to Jimena Rodriguez over in Colombia there. She's a, an award winning actress, you know. Uh, she went to Cannes uh, with, a, with a short movie. She's fantastic. But she was saying, I, when she won these awards from Cannes and all these movie fe- festivals, she was like, I was expecting all the, the, the things to come and they just didn't. They just didn't. They, they didn't come. come. They don't come. And so she was like, I've got to keep moving forward. I can't just sit and wallow yeah. in this. You've got to keep going forward. You know, it's really important. Yeah. I get a lot of messages from, from people, from fans, et cetera, about being like, we're so happy for your success. You're out there and you're just fucking killing it. And I'm like, am I? Like, I don't. I am. I'm all right. About? I'm killing it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. And then, and you guys deal with social media a lot and people writing into you. And I don't know if it bothers you when they say it to me, but, uh, or to you guys, but for me, when they're like, you're my idol, you're what I aspire to be. I'm like, okay, no, aim higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, so honest. I love it. I love but, it. Yeah. 
It's like, I, I'm not there. And someone, God, I forgot who it was. They were like, hey, congrats on, on all the awards for the film. You're doing real well. I want to be, I want to follow in your footsteps. I'm like, oh. I like walk through dog shit. Like, you don't want to follow my. <laughs> so, it's so humble. I love that. Can, like, can you do no. that? I'm sorry. I just, I just want to comment no. on the fact that that's brilliant. It really is. But I, I think that's my imposter syndrome a little bit to not be able to, to recognize it. And it wasn't until this sounds very narcissistic. Um, and I promise you I'm not a narcissist is <laughs> when we won, um, we won a, a lot of best dramas and every one of my actors won their awards. And then when I won best actor, I was like, Oh shit. I, okay. This paid off. Like I don't do things for awards, but to just be recognized for it. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, ex- I genuinely did not expect it for it to happen. I was like, nice. <laughs> I struggle with compliments. I really do struggle with them, and it's really weird. It's a really weird thing, like because you, inside when you're making these things, you're thinking, "Oh, people are gonna like this. Maybe one day I'll get a what? I'll get a compliment about this, you know." And yeah. when people come up to you and go, "Oh, that thing you did, Whiteley, was really good," I'm like, "Oh, <clears throat> really embarrassed." Like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Some guy grabbed yeah. me, um, literally grabbed me by my arm. I was walking down Wild Carp in Shrewsbury, which is a, a a, a hill full of shops and stuff and he grabbed me by my arm genuinely big beard he had a stick with him and he grabbed me by my arm i was like what the fuck and he goes you're the yeah. shooky biscuits guy right and i was like he's got the name wrong of the show i was like yeah 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 that's me and he's like, i really like what you've been doing with the darwin festival and i was kind of like Thank i mean you? I, thought, I thought i was about to get mugged uh, for starters <laughs> are you, <laughs> are you- are you here to teach me the ways of the forest man with a stick in your beard? He's like, no, I just, like, oh my I, God. Like, I just got really weird and embarrassed that I was kind of like, thanks. Do yeah. you guys get nervous to release things? The write up for me, when I'm releasing a podcast and I'm kind of like, here's what this episode is. That is yeah. weirdly is the weird worst thing. Cause I feel like that people are going to like, they're going to like question my grammar. Like that's not right at all. And then that's yeah. the, it's a strange thing. Yeah. Is that happened to you? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I get nervous with every release, but specifically for Sarf My Loss because the original song that we did for it. And I guess I wrote it, co-wrote it, and then I sang it. Oh, and I, was like, right. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm an actor, and now I'm going to... Because I did that path for a little bit, and then I did I was like, we haven't done this in a really long time. And then, but having it... I would release little small clips online, but then it's it fully to all streaming services on um, February 25th. But I would send it to a bunch of people. Again, like fans like, hey, do you like this? Does this sound good? Trying to get like a general reaction to it. And um, yeah, it's, it's always nerve wracking. Oh, that's beautiful though. Like, because I think when things are more important to you, it, it kind of leaves yeah. that vulnerability. You're like, well, if people say they don't like something that means so much to me, does that mean that I did bad? Does that mean I did good? Does that mean that I, I shouldn't yeah. succeed in this? It's it's really important that oh man. Um we're we're running kind of close on time, but Jared, after we're done yeah. with this, just stick around for a few minutes because we like to when everything's done recording, we like to, you know, say our thanks and all that type of jazz. And we gotta start yeah, yeah. doing this because normally we end it and then we're like, okay, now we're gonna thank the person who was just there and they're no longer yeah. there. Jared, if, if, people wanted to, yeah, if people wanted to keep track of you, if they want to, like, not in a weird way, don't do that, people. If people want to see, you know, follow your story, if they want to see your next project, where can they kind of keep track of you, man? Yeah, they can just follow me on Instagram at Jared Becker 93 
Excellent. Excellent. Um, we do have a little business to, to deal with before we, we, we do finish the show. We Last week, we spoke to uh, Adam and the Metal Hawks, uh, Jack Black impersonator. So, by the way, uh, i got to say, after we spoke to, to those guys, I realized who they were because they're, they're vi- they've, they haven't just gone viral once. They've gone viral a, a half a dozen times at least. And one of them is um, when there's the, the three lads are sat in front of the, the two singers and they've got like, buckets on their heads and then use them as drums and they're oh. singing. And that went viral. Millions and millions of people saw that. Um, but we, what we do is we get the last week's guests to ask the next week's guest a question, even though they don't know who's on. So they ask oh. you a question, Jared. Um, from now, what is your one-year goal? Oh. Oh, God. One-year goal. What... Um... um to just keep working towards the next bigger biggest project yeah mm. that's it yeah keep that's working hard nice. head down the pavement sweet simple nothing wrong with that at all yeah, now the, very good, the, very good. the follow-up uh jared is now we ask you to ask the next week's guest a question you don't know who they are you know nothing about them I don't know you know the you know nothing about schedule tom <laughs> <laughs> i know well you know who they are uh, so you're <laughs> like who the fuck are we interviewing next week uh-uh. <laughs> God damn it, Jerry. I told you I'd take my job. Sorry. <laughs> <There> you. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, do you have a question yeah. for next week's guest? Yeah, yeah. As- aside from your career and your achievements and whatever you're doing, when you take it all away, what makes you happy? What do you do that, that genuinely makes you happy that makes it worth doing? Alex, I think we're going to have to start just like asking random people, ask random questions, and we don't have to do any more work. We'll just be like, so this is a question from Troy in, um, in Louisiana. He wants to know this. Oh, that'd be a fucking weird show, but that'd be uh, great. What a great podcast thing. I know, right? That's a good niche. Nobody steal that. Copyright Tom and Alex and Jared. This is ours now. <laughs> How dare this you? Try to steal. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in court, fuckers. I struggled yesterday because I was going around um, the Mount, which is uh, the, where Charles Darwin was born. It's only just been open to the public. <laughs> it's for called the, the Mount? Time. It's called the Mount. Oh, um, wow. That's so appropriate for him being born there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are pictures there that are literally owned by the Darwin family. And if you post them, they will be like, oh, well, you owe us £300 then. Because you shared the, the picture, so I'm like, I'm going, oh, around yeah. this, I'm going around this picture, and I'm kind of like, nope, can't show that. Nope, can't show that. You got to be so uh, careful with copyright and shit. Is Alex weird. dancing? No, he's trying to avoid a copyright mm, lawsuit. Yeah. That's what he's doing. It's pretty we're, great, all, right? we're all doing it. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. dealing with it too. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that is a, that's an important thing when it comes to like sound effects and, and music and things like. You got to be so careful when you're making your own yeah. things and um, trying to avoid that minefield. Is it must be difficult for you, Jared? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been very tricky. <laughs> Guys, oh. Oh, no, Alex, you go ahead. You had another no, question. No. I was just gonna, I was gonna end. You, you have a question. You, you no, that's asked. what I was gonna do. I was gonna be like, Jared, oh, okay. you've been amazing because you Jared, are. Jared, you, you have been, been amazing. This yeah. has been oh. a lot of fucking fun. It's, it's Thank so, you. it's so like nerve wracking to meet new people and to kind of like worry about how the conversation goes. Because even though we try to keep it honest and real. We want to make sure that like the conversation itself is, you know, it progresses and that it's not like insulting to anyone. So it's always great when like all of a sudden someone like yourself just has all the things in the world to say and you have nothing but honesty behind it. So 
So it doesn't really matter what the conversation is. It means it's real. And that's what's fucking cool about this whole thing. Um, Guys, this this has been a fucking fantastic episode. So much fucking fun. If if you have any interest in filmmaking, if you have any interest in just, you know, learning a little bit more about yourself, you definitely should take a a re-listen to this episode. Um, We are, we are you suck. Um, We have a website. Um, It's uh, you suck network.com. And um, it's the home and hub for all things that are us. It's um you have this show, You Suck with Alan Tom. We bring you to you every single week with amazing guests like Jared right yes, here. Um, yes, we do. And um, you can also find the other show, which is Thor's Kitten. It's the weekly Wednesday night live show where um David Rabies and um Moose Coopers and the Alex Weeklies all to get together and they have a great time just communicating and saying things that you probably shouldn't say, but they do anyways because it's fun. Like Butchug um, Island. <laughs> in Butchug Island, which is uh, Room 101, if I'm the, is yeah. that the name of it? All right, it's like Room finally. 101, basically. There's a one-way portal where you can chuck whatever you hate onto Butchug Island forever. And so far, we've got uh, there's there's Boris Johnson there, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Joss Whedon. Uh, but there's a part, was it um, Porch Pirates, Gossip Magazines, the shit that's going on with the trains in California at the moment. Um, uh, Jake Paul. There's a few things there. It's quite fun. Okay. It's, it's it's a great time. So if you're not listening to that, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. You're probably not <laughs> sleeping like Jared over here. Um, and guys, if you take a look at our website and you're like, wow, those guys over you suck. They can make a fantastic website. I, I I should like talk to them about it. Don't talk to us about it. Talk to our good friend and sponsor, webwatch.com. Guys, webwatch.com, they are a website building business. That's what they do. They don't make puppy videos. They make websites for you and everybody else in the world. Whether you have an Etsy, OnlyFans, whatever you're trying to do to promote yourself, a movie, music, everything in the world that's what they were going to do for you they're going to build a fantastic and functional website you can have a store you can have whatever you want and the fact is that if you reach out and say hey the you suck guys sent me over here they're probably going to pat you on the back and say good job boys good job well done pig and that's how we kind of roll this has been you suck podcast i'm tom bruno and i'm alex whitely we'll catch you next week stick around jared we'll chat to you after the show but we'll catch you guys next week thank you peace out all right listen up spuds this is zap brannigan Master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah.